I'm Daisy. And I'm Kat. I'm Trans. And I'm Sis. And we're in a relationship and we're going to talk about that. In this episode, we're talking about gender presentation. We chat about what changes Daisy's made alongside hormones to her appearance and the way she interacts with the world. We're also talking about names, dead naming, choosing a name, what's in a name. This is The Daisy Diaries. Hi, Daisy. Hi, Kat. How's it going? Good, you? I'm good. So we'll start with our little updates. Yes. I don't have any this week. Do you Mm. have any? Oh, it's just more nipple stuff. It's always... (laughs) It's always always the damn nipples. It's always about my boobs. They're actually sort of... You can see some little lady lumps. Um, (laughs) Check them out. Ew. (laughs) Oh, my God. I have some little boobs. Yeah, boobs. Yeah. You've called them boobies. You've called them lady lumps. I'm trying to be... You're catching up on a lifetime of uh, using bad slang. Yes. So... Well, you probably had like an awkward teenage phase where you're allowed to experiment with very lame language about your body. I Um, never called them my lady lumps, except if I was singing my humps, I guess. But yeah. They're they're, visible. They're they're small, but visible. And they hurt all the time now. And so I'm in this transgender support group that's on Facebook and uh, someone's just joined it recently who's like a few weeks behind me in their hormone treatment. So they're posting and they love to post. It's like almost every day at this point. I don't know if they're going to settle down a little bit or anyway. um, (laughs) Subtle roasting of this random new. They're they're clearly very excited and I'm kind of looking at it being like, oh my gosh, I'm excited too. And they were like, I ran into a wall and it just hurt so badly. And then some people commented saying, yeah, my boobs hurt for like two years when I started hormones. So I'm like, cool. I got that to look forward to. Yeah. That's a long time. Yeah. Yeah. Do you, there was another thing we were going to talk about up the top. Oh, dead naming. Yeah. So I was hanging out with a friend recently and he pointed out, he was like, I noticed that you never say your old name on the podcast. He was curious as to like why I wouldn't bring it up at all. And like, talk about what my name was on the podcast or like refer to myself in the past tense by that name, I guess. Also, I refer to it as my old name, not my dead name. That's just a thing that I do. I think most people probably call it their dead name because it's like a name that it's dead to you. It means absolutely nothing for you. Yeah. Dead naming is kind of like a slang within the trans community for when you call someone by their old name, right? Yeah. It's just really rude to do. Using someone's name that they've chosen is like really affirming and it's like showing, yep, I know who you are, you're this person. And so using their dead name is like a rejection of that. Mm-hmm. I think mine's not really dead yet because I'm still, <laughs> so that's why I call it my old name because I'm still like, you... <laughs> my geriatric name is in the last legs of its life. <laughs> it's on its way out. Not old like the old one. <laughs> it's my aging name. Yeah. <laughs> it's abdicated the, the throne, mm. but it hasn't died yet. Yep. It's what Queen Elizabeth would be if she would fucking <laughs> abdicate for fuck's sake. I've been watching The Crown and I have a lot of misplaced anger about how old Queen Elizabeth is. <laughs> Give it up. She's been queen the whole time. Even my parents have been alive. What the yeah. fuck? Anyway. Yeah, we were hanging out with my mum the other day and Mm -hmm. she was about to like tell a story about when I was a kid and she was like, 
blah 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 this happened and I'm gonna use your old name and then I just stopped her I was like oh you can use you can use my name in the past tense I'm Daisy and so then she went ahead with that but it was just interesting to like notice it was like I'm talking about you before you had the name Daisy so I'm not gonna use the name Daisy and she flagged it with me before going into that as well yeah I just think it's one of those things where when you haven't been exposed to it your first thought is like, oh, I don't know which way to go as a cis person because I also had that question at one point, not with you, but I think either just hypothetically or I have another trans person who I, in my life who I knew before they were out and I found it confusing at first. And now having like known you so closely through this process so far, it really makes complete sense to me. But it's just something that I've kind of picked up by being so close to it Yeah, that it's like using your old name in those settings or I don't know, this is my take on it and maybe it's not really, I don't know if it'll be reflective of what you feel or is that using the old name, it just kind of presents like this idea that there was like a past you and then there's a new you. Um, Yeah. And I'm talking about that old you and now there's this new you and it kind of, yeah, it just kind of sort of subtly or maybe not so subtly implies that, there's some disconnect between who you have been when really you're just a person. You've been the whole, the same person the whole time. Yeah. And the name is just a way of referring to you as an entity. Mm. So there's almost like this sort of subconscious, like, Oh, that person's gone. Yeah. I'm talking to whatever you are. Yeah, exactly. It's funny. I've seen in some of the forums and stuff that I look at about trans stuff, there's this question that keeps popping up and it's always straight cis men. And they'll be like, if I'm referring to my ex who's transitioned, can I still say my ex-girlfriend? And people are always like, that doesn't make you gay. Is that what you're scared of? As in saying ex-boyfriend doesn't make you gay. Is that what they mean? Yeah. Yeah. Well, that. (laughs) Oh, my God. Am I about to say something problematic? (laughs) I don't know. Let's find out. That I more understand because if you say ex-boyfriend, it is signaling like what people are going to interpret from that will be that you dated someone like that you're, you are gay or bi or pan. Yeah. I guess if you wanted to avoid any connotations like that, you would just say we used to date or my ex. Yeah. Just keep it neutral. Yeah. I don't know. I think that's interesting because that's more about like the role people play in each other's lives. Hmm. Even though it is gendered, it also speaks to like a relationship, you know? Yeah, I, I understand. It's like that sort of frames the relationship in a way that it it wasn't when you were together. Yeah, that's what I mean. So it is sort of a confusing area to navigate. Well, I just I'm prepared to be told this is wrong or like maybe it is just wrong, but I feel like if I was dating you and you hadn't come out mm-hmm. and then we broke up and say we're like not even in each other's lives anymore and then you had come out 2 years later, for me to then call you my ex-girlfriend wouldn't really feel like a super accurate way to represent the situation yeah but then like my ex-boyfriend that would be incorrect as well yeah i think i'd just avoid gendered terms i guess yeah i think that's a pretty safe solution yeah but also if we weren't in contact anymore i don't know i guess if you didn't know then no well obviously i know (laughs) (laughs) in this scenario if you don't know and then you misgender them is that (laughs) so i reckon we'll get into the main topic of this episode which is Uh, we're talking about gender presentation kind of, so I guess looking at kind of the steps, like we know you've gone on hormones, but what other steps 
are you taking towards mm. like transitioning socially, I guess? Yeah. Um, and in terms of aesthetic choices. Yeah. And yeah, like obviously everyone transitions differently. Some people go without medication. Uh, some people do or don't have surgeries. Some people are out in some places and not out in others. So yeah, we'll sort of be talking about what, what I'm doing. So like we talked about this in another episode, but like the very first thing was that we went shopping and we were looking at clothes and I had no idea what I was looking for. Did you have any like particular vision when you were like, okay, we're going to, we're going to shop for Daisy. No. I feel like I had a very (laughs) particular aesthetic before coming out. It was all. (laughs) A lack thereof. Oh, (laughs) I think daggy would probably be a good descriptor. When I met you, like before we dated, I never thought you were particularly daggy. I certainly didn't think you were super cool or anything, but I didn't <laughs> I didn't think you were particularly daggy. But then when we started dating and I, I came to your house and I saw the collection of identical sweaters in different colours folded over <laughs> each other. Sorry, not sweaters, cardigans. Yeah, Is that cardigans. Right? Yeah. Well, a bit of both, actually. <laughs> she has a cardigan collection and they're all the same cardigan. You're making it sound like I'm like hoarding cardigans. There's like, like five I have. and they, they were all, they're actually not folded that way anymore. Our bedroom's kind of messy, but because <laughs> um, we don't have enough closet space. Yeah. Women and their clothes. <laughs> no, but. um, Like if we ranked all the things that I collect, I, I wouldn't put cardigans on that list. <laughs> How many are there? There are five, right? There's like three. There's not three. Four. Blue, burnt orange, <laughs> white. Yellow, brown, that's five. Okay. At least. That's off the top of my head. All right. And that's not to speak about your other knits. Yeah, I can <laughs> sing a rainbow too. <laughs> was a very sassy childhood song takedown was, from yeah. you. You got play school. <laughs> Ew. Okay. But yes, you did have a particular aesthetic, yeah. I suppose. You just don't. No, you were like a jeans and t-shirt yeah. kind of person. Um, and to be fair, those cardigans were mostly for work. That's true. Sort of a high school teacher. Casual professional. Yes. Attire. Still. Anyway. It's still kind of what I wear to work now as well. Mm-hmm. I can't really remember. You told me the other day when we were like first together, you told one of your friends, you're like, I think she's kind of like secretly hot. No comment. Okay, I just wanted to get that on record because it made me feel really good. I'd like to be publicly hot now, so. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I did say to a friend, because we're both both comedians, uh, Daisy, and I was speaking to another friend who's also a comedian about you. And yeah, I don't even think we were like anything yet. We must have been. There was some reason we were talking about you, so obviously something was going on with us. But I don't think we were dating. And... um, I just was like, if you actually like look at her face, she's really hot. But that's also mean of me. (laughs) Like, why was it a secret? (laughs) Yeah. Um, But yes, what's it? Sorry. So you're talking about what you used to like, what you used to dress like. Yeah. Before you came out. What is for what? Why are we talking about that? Um, Because I wanted to sort of talk about how it's sort of, I would say a lot of that is still sort of present in how I'm dressing now. Yeah, it's also like really early days. Yeah. But yes, I would say you're a pretty low-key dresser. Yeah. 
Um, I don't like to draw attention to myself all that much. What I want to know is, so you've decided, let's go back in time. You've decided you're going to transition. You're going on hormones. What are the other things that were present in your mind that you wanted to change about your physical appearance? I guess I sort of started focusing on like physical attributes that I was uncomfortable with. And so, yeah, during that early part, I was quite fixated on like, uh, I would want surgery for this. I would want surgery for that. And I think I've just become a lot more comfortable with how I look now. Like, you know, your features change quite a bit when you're having hormones anyway. Do you think they have already? A little bit, or maybe it's a bit of placebo. I'm like, okay, I'm... It's hard to say because like, like I feel like I'm quite close to the painting, so to speak. Mm. So it's hard for me to notice individual changes day by day. Yeah. And you, uh, I guess in this metaphor, are the painting. Yes. <laughs> so as close to the painting as could possibly <laughs> be. But I have gotten, we have gotten feedback from some people saying they've noticed some changes to yeah. your, how you look. I think also it's like you're keeping your face really clean shaven. You've gotten your eyebrows done. And those are all quite subtle things that have yeah. an influence on how people see me and how I see myself. Yeah, I think it's interesting, don't you? Because like you're saying initially, oh, I want to get these surgeries. I need to make all these kind of drastic changes if I want to kind of maybe be perceived the way I want to be perceived or if I if I want to appear as feminine as I want to. What I hadn't realised is that these really small kind of markers, like having your eyebrows done, mm. actually communicate a lot visually. Yeah. It's really, I think it's, yeah, I think it's interesting. Well, yeah, I haven't even gotten all that far with anything, but already like when I'm, I've been working in some primary schools lately as a relief teacher and a lot of the time in the morning I'll be sitting in the classroom waiting for the students to come in and they'll be just peeping through the window and they'll be like, is that, is that a boy or a girl? Like already they're like a bit confused about which markers they're picking up on. Yeah, it's interesting for sure, especially because kids don't know which, like, yeah, kids don't know which markers just necessarily are like biologically there, which markers are cosmetically there. Cosmetically there, there exactly. Yeah. So they're probably like very confused, mm. <laughs> whereas someone else might be able to, mm, I guess I'm talking about you being clocked, which isn't <laughs> that nice, <laughs> but I just mean like, do you know what I mean? Like someone can, uh, am I saying something bad? Oh, I'm, I'm not offended by it anyway. Yeah. Look, I think a big part of this podcast is meant to be that there's like what it means to be a cis person in uh, allyship with a trans person. And sometimes that's saying problematic things accidentally. Yeah. But if I do, I'm sorry. <laughs> and I will apologize. And we learn from it. And that's, you know, you're At doing the, the learning the day. so everyone can learn from it. Yes. Um, <laughs> I love being that person. <laughs> <laughs> a little guinea pig. <laughs> the one who has to make the fuck ups publicly. <laughs> But yes, the way that a, you know, an adult can see someone who maybe seems to have male biological gender indicators, I'm doing big quotation marks because yep. whatever that means, versus feminine cosmetic gender indicators, mm. I'm still using big quotation marks. Air, air quotes. Will these air quotes save me from being problematic? <laughs> it just looks like you're miming a little bunny rabbit <laughs> this whole time. Yeah, I'm being very exaggerated. Uh, anyway... A child, it just bamboozles them. They're like, I don't understand what I'm seeing. Mm. And they can't see like, oh, well, those things are, are biologically set. I doubt those have been changed, but these things, clearly they've just they've yeah. had their eyebrows done or whatever. And it's funny, when I was in this one classroom this week, 
and the students were absolutely just roasting me. They were like, your hair looks funny. You look weird. Uh, and then one kid was like, you look like a girl. And I'm like, oh, stop. But please <laughs> keep going. Because <laughs> they thought they were like messing with me, I guess. They wanted to be a bit rude. But <laughs> like, I feel so validated right I'm now. I'm invincible right now. <laughs> but yeah, so what were we saying? What things did you want to change? But I don't mean in terms of surgeries and stuff. I'm saying what pragmatic things did you want to go out and change? Yeah, well, I wanted to start wearing more makeup. And I haven't really done that. I think I felt quite comfortable with with how I look anyway it's been fun experimenting with it and doing it sometimes but I feel like I don't know maybe I'm like carrying a bit of uh, something I don't know where I'm like I think wearing makeup will like draw more attention to what's not feminine about me does that make sense yeah definitely I know what you mean I feel like yeah what I would say about the way you're presenting now and again it's so early in your transition and it makes sense for you to be feeling it out and seeing seeing what feels right and seeing keeping comfortable, mm. but that you're presenting in a pretty so yeah, and, androgynous yeah, yeah androgynous and like n- yeah not to draw too much attention to yourself. Mm. All the stuff I'm wearing is quite comfortable, quite like baggy, I guess. Yeah, one of the things I was really nervous about when um, you first came out was that I felt like and something that I'd never thought about before that I. <sighs> being in relationships before only with men, there was a comfort or safety that I was like the pretty one <laughs> in the relationship. Right, okay. And that I wasn't like, I felt very nervous initially about the idea that we would we would both be feminine. And since we know that women are always in competition with each other, <laughs> that we would be competing in femininity. It would and be like that, compared or something. Yeah, or that I would just feel mm. ugly next to you. Okay. Because I think you're very hot. (laughs) Luckily, I think you're very hot Uh, as well. (laughs) Yuck. Um, Yeah, I I understand that. I guess I haven't like internalized that because I haven't had those sort of expectations for a long time. So I feel like I've sort of just been chugging along. It's interesting. Mm. How do you feel about like me starting to make these changes and stuff? I feel like I just answered that question. That's what we just talked about. Yeah. <laughs> no, but I mean, like, like you've helped me with my makeup and you've been shopping with me a few times and I'll like send you pictures when I'm shopping by myself. Have you enjoyed doing all of that stuff or? Yeah, I think it's really fun. Well, the first time we went shopping, as we have spoken about, we wasn't fun for either of yeah. us. And going back to, sorry, I feel like we kind of started talking about that shopping trip and then and didn't get into it as much, but I realized, and I think you realized as well. I mean, I do remember saying to you on the day, I think you should prepare yourself for the possibility that these clothes aren't going to look the way you want them to look on you. Yes. And that it might actually do the opposite of what you're hoping it will do. Yeah. And I think that was a bit true. I started thinking like these clothes are not made for me at all. Like for your body. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I think, I mean, it's a similar thing to what you were saying about makeup. Like I think you were feeling all these ways I try to indicate femininity are only going to draw attention to my perceived masculinity yeah um and what I found was that I didn't know I mean also as said on previous episode I have big titties (laughs) so (laughs) I'm used to like I don't think it's only trans women who have this issue I you know there's plenty of women with like really small boobs or or flat chests um but I'd never really thought about it Mm. and on that trip obviously this was long before you're on hormones 
I was thinking, oh, like I was realizing you were trying these things on and I was like, it was like. There's just like these flappy bits in the front. And it's yeah, like, that are meant to have boobs in them and yeah. we were having to work out what, you know, there are cuts that don't have that. There's plenty of clothing that isn't like that, but it's never something I'd, I'd thought of before. Yeah. So it was interesting trying to find clothing that was like form fitting on you. Mm. And we did find some. We did. And there were some, you know, there was the dress we got you, which you like, and you have it a couple, I think one other dress now mm-hmm. and some other clothes. You love the leggings. Oh, they're just so comfortable. <laughs> and they're, yeah. I think they're you, just like a little bit feminine, you know? You look like a character on Dance Academy. <laughs> walking around with your jumper and your leggings. <laughs> um, it also doesn't help that I'm just very picky about clothes. Like I always have been and... I mean, choosing stuff when we go shopping and things like that, like not only do I feel like my options are restricted, but then from the things I can choose, I'm like, no, not for me, not for me, not for me. I guess so. I don't think you're particularly picky. Okay. That sounds bitchy, but I just (laughs) mean, I don't know. I always remember being like, I always remember having a lot of difficulty with buying boy clothes as well, because you can only get things in like five colors. It's like, do you want to wear black, gray, tan, like a weird army green <laughs> or maroon. Yeah. Oh, and navy. But or quirky shirts. Yeah, I think that was one of the kind of foreshadowing moments that I had with you, which, again, at the time, I didn't at all identify as a, as a clue that you might be trans before you were out to me. But we went shopping together before you were out. Yeah. And you got really emo about it. Yeah. You were like, I don't like any of these cloves. <laughs> and I was like, hmm. Yeah, so I you were having a bit of a tantrum, but then like a month <laughs> later you came out and I was like, oh, yep. interesting. So often I'd go on clothes shopping trips and just come back with nothing because I'm like, none of this sparks joy. It'll go, if I buy something, it'll go in my cupboard and I'll just never put it on. Yeah, well, it's just, that's what I think. Another thing that's interesting is you're saying you're picky and uh, I think maybe you're picky by what is considered to be men's standards that men are pretty laid back about what they wear and don't care. Yeah in that like gender stereotype, but I feel like women tend to have a lot of pressure on them to look a certain way and to look good. And I feel yep. like, I'm like, isn't it normal to be picky about clothes? Like, <laughs> I don't know. Like putting care into it. And yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I just, who, who buys clothes? They don't, I don't know. Yeah. Anyway, I keep asking you, what are the things? <laughs> what are the things? Yeah. Um, <laughs> we're going off on little tangents about them and coming back. <laughs> Um, I wanted to get my ears pierced <laughs> I remember there was one day um, where I sent you a message. You were like, I'm having a bad day. And then I, I sent wasn't you a message. like, I'm having a bad day. I was crying in bed. Yeah. <laughs> and you knew when you left the house that I was upset. Yeah. And I messaged you being like, I'm crying. And you said, <laughs> I said, I've got a surprise for you. And I was like, oh my gosh, she's done something. <laughs> she's d- done something to make my day better. I can't remember what I was upset about, but I was like super sad. It was, I think, no, it was my back. Yeah, you've had a lot oh of my back God. pain. It's because I was in crippling back pain. <laughs> and you were like, I've got a surprise. And I was like, what's she, what's she done? Oh my gosh. Some sort and of you, big gesture. It's going to be so nice. Yeah. <laughs> and you came home and you were like, look, I got my ears pierced. <laughs> And I was like, you what? <laughs> this is my surprise? And then I had to dial it back and be like, they look great, baby. So <laughs> proud of you for taking this little step. Yeah, because I still needed that affirmation, but it was not the time. <laughs> oh, you could have told me, but I just the way you framed it, like it was a surprise for me. 
<laughs> Lucky you. I have my ears pierced now. Yeah. And you also, I'm not sure if we said this previously, but you got just silver studs because that's obviously normal to do when you're first getting them in. Yeah. And also because you weren't fully out. Mm. But that ended up being one of the like... That was like a catalyst for me coming out to everyone. Yeah, because I was like, you know that if you don't come out, everyone's going to think that you got your ears pierced. And that's more embarrassing <laughs> to be wearing those little studs. Yeah. Wow, here I am enforcing gender roles. Men, you can get your ears pierced. But I yeah, don't stand by anything I've said on this episode, honestly. You are right that it would be silly to like defend that fashion choice just to like come out a little bit later. Yeah. It seems just like a bit of a waste of effort. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I was like worried that people were going to be asking me questions about it. And I was like, I guess I should start telling people. Yeah. So that was kind of funny, the way that that, that all panned out. Um, what other things have I wanted to change? Oh, when I when I did my big like coming out post on Facebook, one of my friends, Luke, was like, "I'm a hairdresser. I will do your hair for free." I was like, "Oh my gosh, that's that's so sweet." And I got it done recently. I was thinking about getting like a curly fringe, but then I was like, "Firstly, that, that seems like a lot of work, and secondly, when I'm working, like I can't do anything with that." I don't know. I still want to be able to go a bit covert. Mm -hmm. So maybe it'll happen at some point. I would love you with a curly fringe. I think you'd look beautiful. It would be so fun. Yeah. But yes, you already had quite long hair. Yeah, I've been growing it for a few years now. Yeah. Well, this is a shameful one for me, but I... (laughs) It's problematic, okay? I'm I'm being problematic again. This is the cat is problematic... (laughs) episode but I don't like (laughs) men with long hair (laughs) yeah no I mean I don't dislike them if they're out in the world but generally my preference in dating Mm. is not that I mean I always I swear I always end up dating guys with long hair but I was dating you and you were growing your hair out Mm -hmm. and I did not like it do you remember yeah I was like "Mm, maybe you should cut it blah 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 like totally being inappropriate and I just I do want to say that's bad. Like, let people do what they want with their hair. And I yeah. shouldn't have said that to you even then. Um, if it looks terrible, you can make some little, like, maybe adjustment suggestions of, like, maybe. you could get it styled more or something. But I think having... I think unless it's hygiene, like, fuck off and you shouldn't say anything. And I actually think it's a double standard because I would never... If a if guy I was commented dating... commented on, like, cut your hair or something, I'd I want them, your hair a certain way. Yeah, I'd tell them to go take a flying leap at a rolling donut. So... <laughs> <laughs> what? It's a funny expression. <laughs> Don't know what you're talking about. Yeah. Um, well, anyway. My mum for ages was trying to get me to cut my hair as well. She she would always frame it as like, you look like your father. Because my dad has quite long curly hair and he, he ties it up in a little curly ponytail. And so like her drawing attention to that was like a way of maybe trying to like shame me into cutting it as well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but yeah, I didn't like it and I, I wanted you to cut it and then you came out as a woman and I was like, well, that's fine then. Yeah. <laughs> like, go for it. Have as long a hair yeah. as you like. My mum's the same. She's she's like, you have such beautiful hair. Which is so bad. <laughs> I'm so ashamed of myself, honestly. <laughs> and I just want to say to any men out there with long hair, like, you do you. And this has been a, a cause for introspection to myself and examining some of the ways that it is true. It's horrific. Even like I am a feminist and I'm a feminist who spends a fair amount of time thinking about feminism, but I'm still guilty of enforcing gender roles onto men where literally less than a week ago I was saying how 
shitty that is. Mm. It's crap. And I apologize. Yeah. But yes, you have long hair now. I do. Quite long. And, and I love it so much. Yeah, it's beautiful. I don't know if anyone doesn't know Daisy, but she has really red curly hair. It just falls around her face. She looks like an angel. <laughs> um, <laughs> sorry, everyone. The other thing was, well, we talked about eyebrows. You got your eyebrows done. Yeah. Looks fucking great. Thank you. Because we were trying to upload some photos to promote the podcast. Yeah, from before you got them done. And you were like, I can't even look at these. Don't you dare post them. You can't put these up. (laughs) Which I was saying, it's the same as like, I have a fringe. And when it grows out, like when I have it grown out, I'm like, oh, this is all right. It's fine. I can live with this. But then if you get it cut and then you look at your, like I look at a photo of myself from before it was cut. I'm like, oh my God, who is this scrappy little... Ragamuffin. Ragamuffin. <laughs> Who is this scrappy little ragamuffin? Like, I can't believe I left the house looking like that. I think it's that kind of thing. Yeah. But like, how and, was I not aware? Yeah. And I think, I mean, I'm just, like I said earlier, surprised by how much of a difference it makes to the way your face looks. Mm. I've never had my eyebrows done. It was cool. I liked it. It was quite relaxing. What did you have done to them? I got them waxed and I guess trimmed a little bit because they were quite bushy. Cool. Yeah, it was neat. Now they're neat. It's bad puns and problematic (laughs) statements today. Yeah. I guess the last thing I wanted to talk about was like how we went about choosing a name as well. That was like a really big one. And I mean, I guess you need something to signify people. So yeah, that was something that you like really helped me with. We spent ages. So many people ask this, how you chose your name. And it's not, I feel like it's a really boring story. Yeah, but I I feel like because so many people have asked... Yeah, we should tell them. We should talk about it. Give the people what they want. Yeah. This is how it went down. Let's... Can we do a reenactment? Yeah. Amber. No. Rebecca. No. Beryl. No. <laughs> Meredith. That's my mum's name. Kate. <laughs> That's my sister's... My younger sister's name. Actually, <laughs> if I was uh, born as a girl, then that would have been my name. I'm taking your name. <laughs> What a power move. Just like, okay, I'm having that. You can also have that name, I guess. Yeah. So that was it. I just threw a million names at you. Yeah. And mostly in earnest. Mm. Some of them stupid. Yes. I shouldn't say that. There's people called Beryl. Yeah. Sorry about it. They're probably lovely people. I'm a bitch today. Some of them might not be. Not everyone is lovely. (laughs) Not everyone called Beryl is lovely. (laughs) Hashtag not all barrels. Um. <laughs> I don't know. I Well, so like I had some restrictions on how to choose my name as well that I sort of took a cue from my parents on when they were choosing the names for their kids initially because my last name's Webb. They didn't want any like one syllable names because they're just like, no, nah, that's too short and sharp. But then they named all their kids names that would be shortened to one syllable anyway. So it just, they, they were like, here's the rules. Oh no, fuck it. We can't be bothered. And then they chose like the most popular names of each of those years. Like really? in 1990, when my brother was born, Matthew was the most popular name. It's, <laughs> they were so lazy <laughs> calling them out. Um, but yeah, so I was like, okay, I actually want to honor these, these rules. And then I chose my middle name, um, Joy. I don't think I've said this anywhere or posted my middle name anywhere yeah but yeah um my great aunt I was her favorite and she she called me her little (laughs) called me a little copper top when I was growing up and uh yeah her name was Joy and so that's that's my middle name 
That's so sweet. Yeah. Um, but yeah, with Daisy, I, it was just one of a very long list of names that I said out. And you were like, mm, yeah, maybe. Yeah. And what I think I'm more interested to talk about is how... Um, how do I feel about it now? Yeah, well, because you weren't super warm about it at first. You just were like, none of these sound anything like what I want. This one's okay. This one will do. Yeah. yeah. And it took a while. And I think you were hoping, tell me if this is correct, that there would be a name that you were like, yes. I thought there would be one ding, that ding, just ding. felt absolutely right. Mm-hmm. But it just never came up. I've read on like forums and stuff some suggestions on how to choose names and some people like I chose something similar to my dead name so it's easier for people to to get used to it I guess some people are like if I'd been born you know if they're transitioning to female then they're like well the name that I would have been given if I was born a girl uh, obviously I couldn't (laughs) couldn't go with that that's what your sister's called yeah but yeah now it Yeah, it feels like my name. Um, There was a while where it was sort of just this, I felt quite kind of nameless. Like my old name didn't mean anything to me and this new name I hadn't got attached to yet. So I was just like, what's going on? (laughs) This is weird. Was it really? Yeah. Did you feel unsettled in just like your perceived identity state? Yeah, definitely. That's so, yeah, that is strange to think of. I can't really imagine. Mm. Yeah, I've just felt quite, quite lost in that time. Oh, go on. Because <laughs> it's like the the thing that people use to identify you. And so like if someone's trying to get your attention and they're calling out your name, like maybe this, did this happen at all? Like you'd be calling my name and I just wouldn't respond to it because I'm like, oh, it doesn't register that you're talking to me. I sort of had to train myself a little bit. I think so. I can't remember. I feel like one thing that I, was good for me, I like, and not that I was in any way entitled to this, but because you came out to me first or one of the first people um, and it was six months or so before you came out to anyone else, there was a period of time where I got to really get used to it Yes, before I had to like... It was kind of just for us. Like you were the only one who was using it for a while. And not just your name but like your pronouns as well that I was using them with you and then going out and I was using your old name and... and, uh, old pronouns in the world and I got to kind of have an adjustment period. Yeah. Was that confusing for you having to like switch back and forth? It wasn't as much as I thought it would be because I think I was just hyper aware. Mm. So it wasn't as much of a problem as I thought it might be. When it got more complicated was when some other people knew, but not everyone. Yeah. (laughs) So I was like... You got to keep track of like which names to use with which people. Yeah. And I especially didn't want to get it wrong with someone who knew but wasn't you because I just felt like that would be really invalidating and rude. Mm. Whereas getting it wrong with you somehow felt better that I could just do it and then correct myself and apologize to you there. But it's like yeah, doing it I, when you're not there that. to someone else, it just feels a bit more, ugh, doesn't mm. feel nice. So that was confusing. At first I think it, I, it was okay and I felt honestly good about it because I just, it was such a jarring time. Like we've obviously discussed before, I was feeling kind of confused. I think I was experiencing a bit of grief and I think having to change overnight would have made it more difficult. Yeah. But then after a certain period of time, I just really wanted you to be out to people. I don't think that's something we've spoken about. The fact that before, like right before you were going to come out to people, I don't even know if I communicated this to you massively because it wasn't my place, (laughs) but I was like really ready for you to be out. 
I had enjoyed having the grace period or enjoyed, but I was grateful to have had the grace period where I could kind of get used to it. And then I was just like, I just want her to be out so we can leave that name behind, leave those pronouns behind. They're making me feel confused and conflicted emotions. Yeah. And especially feel a bit guilty every time you have to use it. Well, I guess. Yeah, guilty. And because some of me still felt sad about it and like that I still wanted yep. you to have that name on one level. And I just felt like if I could just put it aside forever, that would be the easiest way to move on, mm-hmm. um, which I think is true. It has been like that. So at first I was like, it's good that I'm kind of being able to practice in private, but then not have to keep it up all the time. Mm-hmm. But towards the end, I was like, no, I want this over. Yeah. I want her to come out so that I'm not carrying this all by myself. And also feeling all these conflicted emotions about this other person that I'm like talking about that I like know isn't how you really are yeah. wanting to be. Yeah, I get that. Yeah. Um, I know you said the name was the last thing, but I do want to talk about hair removal. Oh. <laughs> like body hair removal because that's been a bit of a nightmare in some oh, ways. Yeah, I've tried so many different – I've tried like – Shaving and that's just grown in so itchy. I've tried waxing and oh my god, I waxed my lip and it was just like inf- it was like inflated. I had like this puffy lip for like three days, which was so much more obvious than having like a little bit of stubble. Stubble, yeah. It was horrific. <laughs> it was so bad. You got me to help with it and I was so excited. I was like, I'm gonna wax her lip. <laughs> I'm gonna wax her lip, can't wait. And I hated it. Oh my gosh. Just one of those things you think will be fun and I honestly felt sick when I saw you in pain. Yeah. Um that like, I had oh, no, caused. It's hurting you. I yeah. can't do this. <laughs> I don't wanna do it. Um and but you have really sensitive skin. Yeah. And I have always just shaved. That's all I've done. And now I don't even shave. So I wasn't much help <laughs> um, in a lot of these things. I think that's the other interesting thing is. Yeah, because you don't do a buy into like a lot of these. I buy into. I'm not above it. <laughs> okay. I just don't do it. I Yeah, I wear makeup sometimes. Like I have experience enough yeah. to show you a bit about makeup. But I don't, you know, my hair has always been very basic, straight cut. Well, yours is so easy to take care of as well because it's just straight, like. If you get a cut, that's how it looks. Yeah. And I've never gotten my eyebrows done or anything like that. And yeah, I've never really gotten into any hair removal except for shaving. Sometimes hair removal cream, which is an option we haven't tried with you yet. But I just feel like you have sensitive skin. I don't know how it's going to go. Get some chemical burns. Yeah. Who knows? (laughs) But you haven't had success with waxing. No. On your legs either, right? No. That also came up in just like red bumps everywhere. It was probably worse than the shaving actually. Yeah. So <laughs> that's, we don't really have, I just thought it would be funny to talk about. It hasn't been yeah. that funny. <laughs> <laughs> well, the other thing is like facial hair removal. I'm looking at getting permanent facial hair removal and that's, that's a whole thing. So you can get laser, you can get electrolysis. Laser is like not as permanent. And also I have ginger hair, so it doesn't work either. Mm-hmm. Oh. And electrolysis is expensive, yeah. long and painful. Yeah, they put a little electric needle into each pore. Individually. Yep. <laughs> and shock each pore. <laughs> and they have to get it at the right point in the growth cycle. So they might have to do the same pore about four times across a month to... Oh. Yeah, so they said it would take a, like a year of Could weekly up to, sessions. Up to a year, yeah. Weekly sessions, is yep. that right? And cost what in total? 100 bucks a session. That's like five grand just to get rid of my facial hair. So full on. Yeah, that really horrifies me, <laughs> the idea of that. I mean, the reason I haven't waxed is because I'm scared to wax. Like, I'm yes. scared of the pain. So, the idea of electrolysis, I'm like, ooh. 
And it's so frustrating. I mean, it just makes me feel angry on behalf of, like, because I totally understand why you would want to. It's an easily visible yeah. indicator, but I wish you didn't feel like you had to. Yeah. Although maybe you also just don't like shaving. And that was one of the first things for you is that you never liked your facial hair and you don't like shaving. Yeah. So I do get it, but it's just frustrating to think about how expensive that's going to be. Yeah. And what a miserable pro Like, ugh, pain in the ass. Hey, maybe we could use this podcast as like, hey, if you do electrolysis, uh, give me a, <laughs> we can give a shout out on the podcast if you give me cheap electrolysis. Start a GoFundMe. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> but yeah, I think that was kind of everything we wanted to talk about this week. Yes. That's all today for the Daisy Diaries. See ya. Bye.